Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. There are uh, six questions, it is said. Six questions you should ask before you get married. Oh. The number one being, how should we handle money? Right. I don't know that that discussion, uh, I bet that rarely comes up uh, prior to marriage. Unless, I guess, you're living together and then, you know, you kind of already sort that stuff out, like bill payments and yeah. rent and mortgage and all Probably that. Probably see that more and more now. Yeah. Whether or not you get you know joint bank accounts and share everything and all the information. Yeah. Credit I, cards and that sort of thing. Yeah, I don't think Maria and I ever really had that conversation uh, prior to, uh, to marriage. I think we uh, just kind of sorted it out after uh, the door closed behind us. Questions two and three would be, who's your daddy and what does he do? (laughs) How should we divide the chores? Ah. 50-50 seems to be best unless one person works a lot more than the other, and then the person who's not working as much might want to pick up some of the slack. Seems so analytical to have that as a conversation, though. Mm -hmm. Like, usually those kind of just kind of play out a little bit, and then the other mutters under their breath. Well, yeah. <laughs> Certainly with chores. Like, I think that if you get into a marriage or you move in with someone and you realize that they're just an absolute pig without their mummy to f- take care of, right. you know, because nobody wants to become somebody's parent. They want to be their partner. How are we going to handle disagreements? Well, we're just not going to speak to each other for days on end. <laughs> You don't know until you have them. That's right. We're just going to whisper a lot. <laughs> a strategy sounds really good. It is says it say uh, these experts say try pretend fighting. What? Pretend fighting. So I, <laughs> you know, it's going to break into a real fight. <laughs> You're not pretending enough. No. Uh, they say if it does turn into a real fight, that's a big clue. You have issues to work out first. Are you open to couples therapy if we need it? Okay. That's an interesting conversation. We have month speed dial. Yeah. <laughs> um, where will we spend the holidays? That's that's a, a great question because Ooh. you're blending families. Yes. And and so when uh, for some it's hugely important, and we get very sensitive about holidays. Yeah. So you got to decide: Are we going to be there at your mom and dad's for Thanksgiving and mine for Christmas? Or? Again, if you're in a relationship long enough to be getting married, mm. those probably should have worked themselves out along the way as well. Like those conversations, mm. it's not a conversation you should need to sit down and have right before you get married. Yeah, it's more one that's you know in the in a couple of years, whatever it may be, before in your courting stage, that you yeah. came up with that. I think you know, for many of us, uh, and certainly I'd be in this camp. <clears throat> If I can avoid my own family get-togethers, I will. <laughs> but I also know that I have family members whose feelings would get hurt. Right. Uh, certainly when my mom was still alive, you know, certainly I, I needed to go and, and spend time with her over the holidays. And we had to find a balance for both sides. But I know that, you know, with my with just being my dad now, he's got a lady friend. And so we can avoid each other over the holidays. And neither of us really seem to get our feelings hurt about it. So it's it's good that way. Um, and finally, do you want kids? And how will we parent? Yes. And, and I, how will we parent? I don't think any of us really know until no. we're in that. I, I think my vision of being a parent was completely opposite to how it actually played out. Well, yeah, because you go into being a parent thinking, well, I'm not going to be like my parents. I'll be so modern. I'll be so, so much uh, you know, wiser and yeah. better because I was a kid at one point. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be better friends with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that doesn't happen. No. no. At all. And, and then to have that conversation, yes, like, you know, if if children 
are important to you, or I guess more importantly, if children are not important to you, like you're adamant about sure. not having kids. Yeah. That uh, should be a conversation you have. Yeah, I think when we uh, when we first started having children, uh, I think our idea was we'll just have as many as come along. Right. You know, we'll we'll have a we'll have a, a baseball team full of them. Sure. You know? And then we had one, and that was fine. And then we had two, and I learned my patience level, and I said that is it. <laughs> Were you going to make a bunch of them at one point, or did you guys kind of think, oh, just two is enough? No, I think after two. Yeah. That was that was pretty much enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, plus Adrian's got you to raise as yeah. well. So. <laughs> so when I was off, uh, I heard this conversation uh, going on about um, the amount of pickup trucks that we see on the roads these days, and that there seems to be a lot more than we remember. And, and, and <laughs> more than farms. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and there's somebody uh, maybe within the Ministry of Transportation or somebody who has some sort of say in this. I, I don't remember the person's name, but they were suggesting and they're talking about trying to push through. And this I'm sure won't happen, but um, but who knows? They're, they're trying to push through this uh, new, I guess, tax. If you go in and buy uh, a pickup truck. And you can prove that you, A, work on a farm or you own a farm, or two, that you work in some sort of business that requires okay. that you have a pickup truck, then then you don't have to pay this tax. But gotcha. if you're just buying it as a family vehicle, then you would have to pay this extra tax, you know, with the environment and all of that. And, you know, so at first I thought, well, that, that doesn't seem right. And I don't like that idea. Nobody wants to be forced to pay a tax on something they want to buy. We should be allowed to purchase whatever we want to purchase as long as it's legal. Yeah. Well, you already pay tax. You're already paying it, right? a lot of tax. And then I drove by a hockey arena, and I thought <laughs> to myself, there must be a major <laughs> renovation going on there for all the pickup trucks in the parking lot. And then I started to think about this, and I've never forgotten. This is a few years back I told you this story about this woman who I saw trying to park a massive pickup truck in, in front of a, a little coffee shop in a plaza near me. She struggled like she was trying to park a transport truck. She hops out of this thing. She's five foot nothing. Mm. She needed a ladder to get in and out of it. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, and now you see so many. The, the pickup truck is now the new soccer mom's mode of transportation. Yeah. It used to be the minivan. It's now the pickup truck. The minivan is too small now. No, it's not that. It's they, they don't want the smell inside the vehicle, so they want to uh, the cab, yes, you know, clean, and then the, the the back of it, they can hold all the equipment. Yes, and the smell is, of course, coming from their twelve year old hockey bag. So they need this massive pickup truck. Now, I'd like to pop open the back of her truck and look in because I'm sure the inside of it is just full of her pipe fitting equipment <laughs> that she does for a living. <laughs> I'm sure that's the case in all of those pickup trucks in the parking lot. But you are right. There might be some pipe involved somewhere. It's this huge vehicle for a hockey bag that mommy doesn't want to smell for her 12-year-old. And now, as soon as I saw that and thought of that, I I said, yes, tax them to the top. (laughs) 
If you need to go out and buy a six-figure pickup truck to haul your kids' skates around, you deserve to be taxed. Right. Well, they may say the same for you with your luxury vehicle to go in your eight-minute commute to work. Luxury vehicle. <laughs> luxury vehicle. <laughs> it's an 05 <laughs> that when you ride in it, it feels like you're constantly hitting the bump on the 401 at Wesley. Luxury vehicle. Do you know the uh, technical name for the hashtag symbol, Lucky? Well, I've always, always known as like the pound sign, right? Mm. When you're waiting on hold, you got to click pound. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's actually called an octothorpe. Really? Yeah. The Never octo, heard that. The octo prefix refers to the eight points okay. around it. Makes sense. But Never the thorpe, them. no one really knows. Theory claims that it comes from the old English word for a village because it looks like a village surrounded by eight fields. Okay. Mm-hmm. So say Octothorpe the next time that uh, you're referring to a hashtag. And people <laughs> think you're very smart. Yeah, huh? sure they will. Or odd. <laughs> uh, the folds in a chef's hat can signify their level of experience. The origins of that date back to when a chef would have 100 pleats in his hat which would signify the hundred ways he knew how to prepare eggs. There are a hundred ways? I guess there are. I know scrambled. Yeah. I know sunny side up. Uh-huh. Uh, poached. Uh-huh. Over easy. Yeah. Just like my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Omelette. Benedict. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. But then I guess uh, uh, Eggs Benedict is still just a poached egg, right? I guess so. Just with the yeah, it's just more of the holidays. Did you ever find? Uh, have you tried more? You know, Maria's been on the search for the for the best Eggs Benedict. Uh, we actually, funny enough, back early in the summer, we ended up out in Curtis, and I, for the life of me, couldn't remember the name of the place you told me about. Barnaby's. I've heard good things. Yes, about. and then so we ended up at another place. And it was fine. I could read you the review if you wish. Because we, we <laughs> she actually use them. We take, I take notes. She takes notes? No, no, I do. Here's you what take I do. notes. Well, here's what I do. So she, she just, she's just randomly talking. <laughs> and, and I will just type things in my phone. And we act, I actually have under uh, keep notes, I actually have an Eggs Benedict review. Really? If I can just take a second to scroll down, I'm sure I have it here somewhere. Uh,. Uh, so, so, like, because she's a big fan of Eggs Benedict. Loves them. And so and when you guys go out for breakfast and breakfast place, she's always getting Eggs Benedict, but you're trying different places to find the best one. That's right. What's and, her and, favorite so far? Well, there's, look at, this is, it's a Holy long crap, list. That's a long it's list. a lot of places we've eaten at. But just, just a, a random, uh, like, and I won't name the places, right. of course, but uh, we, we go to one place and I, and I write Eggs Benedict so I remember what we're talking about. And this is, again, just her randomly talking. Holy oh. crap, it's freezing in here. I'm a... <laughs> <laughs> You're writing that down. Yeah, yeah. I just type as she talks. And she doesn't even notice I'm talking. She's just randomly... I'm a little worried there's no one here. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous about the cup because it's different than normal. God, I'm nervous. Coffee is fine. It's fine. Look at that. Steamy hot. Home fries are really good. The eggs are good. Oh, my God, I did it again. I ate it all. 
shut up, you bug me. <laughs> How were sure. you talking when you were writing all I, this? I don't know. I must have said something. And it goes on and on and on and on. Oh, yeah, that's my wife. She loves her eggs better. Maybe that should be your book. Breakfast with Maria. Oh, that would be great. And I could just... <laughs> it's just excerpts of oh, breakfasts. If she's listening right now, she's going to kill me. <laughs> yeah, it just goes on and on and on. Um, they didn't ask how I wanted their eggs, my eggs. That's concerning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're good. They're fine. They're fine. Eggs aren't runny as I like. The table's too low. The seats are too high. My back hurts. <laughs> Great. I would, I would read that book. No cushions for my bum. Good coffee. <laughs> Owner is a little loud. <laughs> she just texted me, don't. <laughs> All right, we'll carry on. <laughs> the world's record for the longest wedding veil is nearly 23,000 feet. Get out of here. 23,000. It's like 63 football fields. Yeah. What? I don't That's know. Like, like, like planes fly, fly at 23,000 feet. Crazy, right? Can Jaguar. you imagine being the groom waiting? <laughs> like, <laughs> how oh, long would it take to gather that up? The ultimate bridezilla. Jaguars are named after the Native American word yagger, jaguar, which means he who kills with one leap. I learned that recently. Went you to did. a zoo. Yeah. And I read that. They had a, they, huh. It was on a sign. You went to a zoo. I did. Yeah. Between the bicycle riding in the zoo, you're getting around the town. Yeah, we, we, we got to find things to do. Yeah, it's summertime. Get them out of the house. Entertain the boys. Some cats have a human allergy. What? It's rare, they say, but because people bathe more often than most other species and don't shed as much hair and dead skin, cats get allergic to them sometimes to like our perfumes, our soap, and our laundry. Is that why they're clawing at you? Yeah. They're trying to eat your face every time you lie down. Scotland's national animal is the unicorn. (laughs) (laughs) How is it not the sheep? (laughs) Pushed enough through the fence. Dr. Seuss wrote Green Eggs and Ham after his publisher bet him he couldn't write a book using 50 words or less. Get out. There are only 50 unique words in Green Eggs and Ham, although he repeats them over and over and over. It did all right for him. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, something uh, in Terminator 2, there is something that he never did in Terminator 2. Act. <laughs> he never does in any of his movies. He never blinks. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I never thought about that. As a cyborg, you couldn't, right? right? I mean, interesting. Yeah. That'd be a boy. How many takes would you have to do? Oh, you blinked. <laughs> you blinked. If you're a Rush fan and a beer fan, it, this is uh, this is your day. You're in luck because uh, Rush is coming out with their own brand of beer at the end of the month. You can drink when the kids go back to school. <laughs> um, they, uh, they, for some time, uh, the members of Rush have said that uh, one of their great joys in life was every time they got off stage, the first thing they'd love to do is have a nice cold beer. It was a nice little treat for them. And I know that uh, Getty Lee, I believe it's Getty, who's the wine aficionado within the band. Okay. Uh, and has uh, been collecting rare and uh, very expensive wines for decades. Well, now he's into the beer business. 
And they've gotten together with uh, Henderson Beer, Henderson Brewing Company. Okay, yeah, that's uh, Toronto, I think. Yep. That's a, yeah. So they're coming out with their their own uh, their own beer. It's going to be uh, a golden ale, golden in color, dense ivory head. They're saying earthy aroma, hints of orange peel, pine, and spicy rye, with the emphasis on refreshment. Sure. So let's see if he can make a case last as long as a rush song. <laughs> <laughs> they come in 21s or 12s. <laughs> they should. Uh-huh. That's brilliant marketing right there. <laughs> you are wasting your time hanging around here. <laughs> I'm like, well, hmm, they could come up with a limelight. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, you could go for days. Right, yeah. Anyhow, if you're a Rush fan, uh, look forward to that. Uh, Getty says that it, it's, it also happened because he was at an Iron Maiden show, which is funny. You wouldn't think Getty Lee would necessarily be at an Iron Maiden show. But anyhow, and he tried an Iron Maiden Trooper beer. And this okay. was some time back. And, he, and he's been thinking about it ever since, that Rush needs their own beer. So. Well, maybe they can send us a case. Remember uh, ACDC brought out theirs years ago. And That's they sent, right. uh, sent like a guitar case full of beer for us. That's right. All right, then. Put that in their head. <laughs> we need it. I'll take a case of Rush beer for sure. So it should be out end of uh, end of this month, uh, August 30th, as you're saying, when it will be released. So we're all guilty of this. We all go on and on about how busy our day is at work, how we can't <laughs> stop for a second. Don't have time for a pee. We're so busy. Well, not Lucky and I, but everybody else. Right, yeah. You know. There's no uh, BSing about how busy we are here. Um, but it's, uh, it's actually pretty interesting. The actual amount of time we're really zeroed in on work in an eight hour work day. Three, a little more. Okay. Four hours and 12 minutes. All right. A little Um, over half. Yeah. What are we doing when we're not focused on the task at hand? Well, we're surfing the internet. We're on social media. We're texting. We're on bathroom breaks. We're socializing with co-workers when we used to be in the office, I guess. Snack breaks, coffee breaks, phone calls, child care, watching TV. Then when we're asked, well, why are you not focused on work? This is what we all do in every situation. We blame it on somebody else. Mm. Well, I'm waiting for my co-worker to finish something. Gotcha. I got a lull here because I'm waiting for Joe to do his thing to or, send it over to me. Or to respond to a text or email. Yeah. So the next time the the person in your life says, whew, what a day. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I didn't stop. On my feet all day. You call BS on that. Right. Well, careful how you call BS on that. You can know in the back of your mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What we all do, and we should do as mature adults, is we go, oh, yeah, sweetie, it must have been a crazy day. Let me mix you a drink. Right. Come on. Put put your feet up. Put your feet up. You must be exhausted. I don't know how you do it. Right. That's a good approach, too, because the worst thing you want to say is, Oh, what happened? Because mm. then you're involving yourself mm. in a conversation that's probably longer than the actual work that they put in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is interesting in marriages uh, when when two people come home, who shares their day and who doesn't? Some of us just kind of do our job and we come home and we really, really never bring it up. Right. Like I'm rare to mention a lot of stuff at home about work, mostly because if it's coworkers that Maria doesn't even know, mm. why would she care? Right. Right. Now, it's different for you and Adrian because you work in the same place, so you know the same people. 
so I'm sure there are lots of conversations about uh, about both of your hatred for me. Mm. But <laughs> <laughs> he did what <laughs> again? I told him not to do that years ago. Um, but then there are other. Like, I got a buddy. He's not. Like, I've known him my whole life. He's a great friend. But this guy, he will share every detail when I get on the phone with him. About his his work, right? And, and people I've never even met. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about most people I know. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, I, I really like. I'll say, hey, how's how's your wife? How's your kids? How's your mom? People I actually have a little interest in, right? You know? Yeah. Oh, they're fine. But you gotta hear about Ted. <laughs> Ted's crazy. <laughs> like, what do I care about Ted? Well, I, a lot of people just love to vent. Mm. And and where we get into issues is when we try to solve problems for them at work. Right, right, right. right. They'll come home and they just want to vent. Like, mm. I've been working hard all day. This, you know, boss is screwing me and, yep. and you know, nailing me with this and that. And, it, and you come up with some sort of creative solution to the problem. Right. They didn't want that solution to the no, problem no. whatsoever. No. And we're we're always really tough guys. When we're solving oh, yeah. our spouse's problems. <laughs> I'd tell them. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Walk out. <laughs> Just quit. Go in with a chainsaw and carve up his desk. <laughs> Take a big dump right in his office. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We're all, we're all walking tall uh-huh. with a big stick when it's not our problem. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.